You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and... What the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at Rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. Excited to have you back here on the podcast. And I have to say, one of the things that I, I really uh, have been going over as far as, you know, looking back, you know, uh, give a big shout out, you know, our, our creator coin that is uh, the coin, the ADHD coin on Rally, which Rally just got uh, voted on Fast Company of one of the top 10 most innovative companies of the last year. So kudos and, and congrats to Rally. Uh, you know, it was a year ago, this uh, right now, that we launched the ADHD coin. And I say we, as in just, it was me. Um, and, you know, I created the name and we just kind of put it out there. And, uh, you know, it, we had 40 or 50 friends or so that you know, kind of back, that jumped in. And then uh, we were kind of off on this journey. And, you know, I've been going back through a lot of my my tweets, a lot of my uh, my documentation on this journey of, of the crater coin, which also was a journey about NFTs because, you know, funny enough, like I feel as though I'm pretty confident that I probably would have bought a V friends if I didn't have the crater coin, right. Then it was at that like tipping point for me where, you know, I moved my ETH over um, to buy a V friends and I decided I was like, man, you know what? I, I can't focus on, you know, NFTs and this crater coin, you know, I need to, I need to pick one. And I was like, you know, I kind of, and I was looking at it and I just assessed and, you know, kind of decided, you know what, I'm going to focus on one. And then what it'll do is it'll allow me to kind of diversify and, and be a part of like five different projects when I start off and I can find like the right one. And, you know, it's been interesting. It's, you know, definitely an interesting journey. And, and the coin, you know, I will say the coin as an entry point, you know, into the, the, to the web three world for my community, for all so many people has been amazing. That's a lot of people's first, you know, a lot of people are holding ADHD coin that, you know, don't have an NFT. They don't care really that much about NFTs yet. They're kind of figuring out what is the difference between, you know, cryptocurrency and uh, creator coins, right? And, you know, I think one of the, the big differences that kind of, you know, highlights a lot of what we talk about is, you know, by holding the creator coin, by holding ADHD coin, you get utility, you get access, you get rewards. You know, they've given out you know millions upon millions of dollars of rewards to those that are just holding coins um, on the rally network. You know, versus you know if you're just holding you know crypto, you would just kind of ride the wave and and you get the you know the price. You know, it's definitely you know the uh, you know your it's much more of like the stock market versus uh, you know making an investment in something that you get along the way, right? And I think you know for me, I didn't really understand how important it was to stress the differences there. But I also didn't under, understand the the important, you know, really the, where this whole conversation needs to go when it comes to, you know, like, where do we start? What does this whole space mean? And, you know, I've done a lot of episodes. I know for you, that those of you that listen every single day, uh, you know, we, I, I, there are definitely some themes and threads that I, you know, integrate here into this community. But I also, you know, I've done episodes where I really believe, and, and, I, and this hasn't changed, but I, I'm gonna, I'll tie it into where I'm going with this pot, with this one is, you know, I, I believe we have to define what success looks like. 
And then we have to map our goals. Like what are the things that we're going to measure as success? But here's the truth. And I think for me, this was something that I, I think I maybe always knew that this was part of the equation, but I either didn't want to own it or uh, for me, it was more of like, okay, I guess this is true. Is that, you know, there is a financial, hey, I'm in early, I should benefit financially from being in early, right? And and I understand that. I understand the, you know, the idea that when you see, you know, or you hear, you read about NFTs, you know, when you get through the FUD, there's a lot of people that are talking about like, you know, the hundreds of thousands or the millions of dollars, or they bought this for $300 and they were able to sell it, you know, a month later for, you know, $3,000. And, and, and for me, I think for some reason, I kind of like separated that world. But what I've noticed is a lot of my world, a lot of the people that, that come to me and a lot of them, you know, it, it, when it, it's a stage, right, you go from, I don't really understand NFTs to, oh, I'm starting to see a little bit about NFTs to like, oh, now NFTs make sense to me. And that's usually where this question usually comes up where it's like, but like, what should I do first? Like, should I, should I get into like multiple projects? Should I buy one project and uh, that is like a higher price point? Like, you know, what, you know, and it's always funny because, you know, in, in like the TikTok and, and uh, YouTube crypto world, a lot of the videos are like, if I, if, if I had $5,000 to invest and this was my first investment in crypto, these are the five coins that I would buy. Like, and, and I say that cause like I, I, I see that content all the time in my feed and they always say like, and this is not financial advice. And you're like, I actually kind of feels like financial advice. Um, but that's actually a lot of what's positioned towards, towards me in the NFT space. And, and for whatever reason, I think I always like kind of leaned in on like, Hey, yes, community. Yes, art. Yes. But here's the, here's the truth that I'm kind of coming to a realization is that like, when do you get like, your aha moment? Like you can get your aha moment on what NFTs mean. You can get your aha moment on joining a community that you're like, wow, this is fun to be a part of. But I think that other aha moment and the one that, that a lot of people are seeking is an aha moment that really didn't exist in the web two digital relationship. And that is that you could, you could do your research, you could, you know, trust your gut, you could pick out, you know, an artwork that you liked, or you could pick an NFT that you liked. And then you end up making more money than what you put into it, right? So you even though if you get something along the way, but you got more in return. And the reason I say that this is like such an interesting part for me is that, you know, there are people that like kind of live on the bleeding edge and early adoption. But then there's another group of people that want to be on the edge and they don't want to be too late. Maybe they were too late for the internet or they, they kind of held back on social media or maybe they've always been like that person. And what I've found is that a lot of them, you know, have been taking my, you know, you know, listening to the podcast and shout out to everyone that's listening to the podcast, but they've also been taking a lot of the advice on like the community and what I've, you know, I'm a big like nonverbal cue guy that, you know, I played professional poker and, and part of that was like reading people's body language and, you know, and I always like, I always like to listen for what people aren't saying in the questions they're asking or in how they're positioning things. And over the last many months, there are some people that like, Brian, I love, you know, all this stuff on the NFT community. I've been leaning in. And then I hear things like, yeah, you know, these communities are kind of great. You know, if I have time for it and like, there's some really great people here, you know, but I still don't really, you know, understand how people are, are making that money or I'm still trying to figure out how to sell uh, my first NFT or, you know, the, the idea of like, you know, some of these projects that pop up, like, I feel like I should just jump in and flip them. And there's almost like this hesitation. And, and I talk about, you know, here on the, on the podcast, 
that I don't think we should, um, you know, flip shame. But, you know, there's no mistake. The, the most popular downloaded episode of this podcast right now, the number one downloaded episode, is the 3 by 3 by 3 episode. Uh, and for those that don't know of that episode, it's the episode where I share my strategy around 3 by 3 by 3 uh, you know, and it's three, different, it's three different things about NFTs that are all in a strategy of three. And, and one of them is about, you know, buying three um, of the, if you love a project, you should buy three of that project, but you should also recognize that, you know, liquidity is important. And if you're going to buy in a project and you can't afford to buy three because you don't have enough liquidity, it's probably a good, uh, you know, that's a good time or question to be like, is now the right time for me to buy, to buy into this project. But when I loop back around, I almost like treated the three by three by three strategy and mentality as kind of like an advanced thing. Like once you, once you figured out, like you found your community and you, you got your art and you want to splash into other projects, that's when you implement three by three by three. I've kind of changed my mind. I actually think now for people to get all three of those, like uh, of those connection points, they almost have to, the very first project they get into there's there. And this is where I'm going to go with the advice. The very first project you're getting into if, if you're coming at it like, hey, I have this budget, or you're coming at it and saying, hey, I have this amount of time to spend in it, whatever, however you're kind of playing around in this uh, arena, the, the thing that I think we have to approach it is that you're either going to jump in at a higher price point um, into a project that is very, um, you know, it's already, it's, it's kind of set in its like ways. Uh, and I mentioned some of them the other day, right? There's some projects that I just think of, um, you know, and I'm always happy to kind of give like recommendations on like, you know, and some of them I don't hold, actually a lot of them I don't hold. Um, but it's, Hey, I'm a, I'm a fan and I, and I, and I don't hold them not because I don't believe in the project. It's because like I missed out early on, on it. And, I just haven't decided to buy in at, at the higher price point that it's currently at, but I, I'm like a bullish on like where that's going. And so the reason I say all of that is like, I, I think in, when you jump into like an established project, so that's, we're talking like, uh, you know, I'm not, and I'm not saying like t- blue chip top, you know, I'm not saying to jump into V friends or to crypto punks or board apes or mutant apes or, you know, any of those, you know, kind of projects, but I'm talking about projects that, you know, that have a, a strong community that have a strong, you know, uh, you know, let's just say track record. Um, and they, they have people that are very proud of, to be a part of it. And they have a high, um, you know, individual hold rate, right? Like I always like to look at the, you know, how many people are holding uh, the individual holders that they have three months ago versus how many individual holders do they have today? Like that's, those are things that I like to, to look at from like a trend perspective to see like, okay, did that go up? Did that go down? Are there, you know, how does that all work? You know, and then I kind of like looking at, you know, who are the people that you would be associated with? But with that being said, like, you know, and I'll just throw like, you know, it's, it's like the uh, coalition crew is a great version. Um, the lazy lions, that's a, a, a great version of, of that. There's the, um, the deadheads deadheads is, is another one that is really, you know, like a strong community that you see a lot of people in the alien friends, um, is another one, you know, cool cats, you know, cool cats has a, a seven, seven ETH floor. So they're kind of like on the, the height there. Um, you know, and, and I would, I would even throw in, uh, like boss beauties uh, into that into that conversation, but here's like the other side of this, right? Like, okay, Brian, I don't want to put you know three ETH, two ETH, five ETH um, into one project to get one NFT, but I want to I want to I want to experience the NFT like magic so that I can then be committed to investing more, right? And so, like the my new thought of this is, I think part of it is finding either a project that just minted and the reveal just happened. 
or maybe the reveal hasn't happened, right? And you're you go on to OpenSea and like you know the the floor prices, you know, and you see all of the the image is the same. And I think this is where you know if you you've done your research, you like the, you trust the founders, the founders are doxed, um, you like what the community represents, you you like like what's going on in that in that group. I think this is the time where we buy three of those. We buy three of them pre-reveal. And, and the, the thought process on that is, you know, we are going to, you know, flip one of them pretty, pretty soon, like within that first week. Um, and we're going to try to cover some of that total cost. But in this case, because you're not minting them, like covering that initial cost is going to be a little bit harder. But you're kind of flipping it for a little bit above the floor price that you paid for. Because now you get that feeling of like, oh, I, I did make more money than I, you know, than I have. And then, then you have two, right? And when you have two NFTs, there's kind of like having two NFTs is so much better, like so much better than, you know, in just as like personal opinion, right? Then when you're, you know, kind of like splashing around into one project and you, that you like, and, and I learned this the hard way, right? Like there are projects that I've like researched, I loved, and I had the option. Do I buy three that are closer to the floor price or do I buy one that is super rare? Almost every time I bought one that was more super rare. And looking back, I would do that over again. I would buy three on the floor. And I would buy three on the floor because I'm committed. I believe in it. And then I would use two of them to try to build up and trade up to get the one that's more rare later on. So therefore, I have one of the original ones I bought and a rare one. And my investment kind of started out of the ground. So that's my actual, like, that's the advice that I, I've been sharing with people is, and it doesn't have to be three. It could be two. But like, like, okay, you love that project. Hey, I think that's a great project. If I were you, I would buy two. Buy one that's on the floor. Buy one that's around the floor that you just kind of like the art a little bit more. And now you want to think about it and say, okay, at what floor price does that need to get to where you want to flip your second one, right? Not the, the one that the, your artwork that you love. Because here's some, here's some things that I don't think we talk about enough that I just want to share on this episode. The more rare the NFT is, the harder it is to sell. Let me say that again. The more rare the NFT is, the harder it is to sell. That sounds kind of common sense, maybe. But for me, I don't think I wrapped my head around that a year ago. And what I mean by that is, you know, as the prices fluctuate, right, as people come in and out of a project, you know, when, when it costs more, you've, shrink, you've shrunk your audience because now the people that are going to buy a more rare one that is that much above the floor price, they're either going to be a degen investor a whale, like a whale type, or they're going to be so committed to the project and that, or that they love that art. Now I will say a couple of the NFTs that I've sold for like way above, like I, I we just sold one recently that was like, I don't know, it was like 300% above the floor price or, or but it was a very rare, it was in the top, uh, top 300, um, NFT. The, the thing I found funny about it is when I saw the person tweet out, um, that actually bought it, they tweeted out like, uh, jumped in on this one. Didn't, didn't really care. Um, about a lot of the artwork, but this artwork spoke to me. So I, I, I paid for it. We'll see how, how it all goes. Right. Like it was like for them, I don't think they even were looking at rarities or caring. They, they were just trying to find, they looked at probably like the most expensive and then they looked at like the, the floor and they're like, okay, anything under 1.5 ETH I will buy. Right. And then they just go find the artwork that they like. And that's how some people, um, you know, jump into this space. But the reason I think that's so important is because sometimes when we buy a rare one and then we decide, you know what, I think the project's kind of maxed out. I want to sell this one, but you, you want to sell it for more than the floor price because it's rare. It becomes like a, a psychological battle. And, 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 I, and I've had it. I know some of you are listening right now and you're like, yeah, that's true. 
Because what happens is you're like, I know that this is worth two and a half times the floor price. But am I willing to wait for someone that, that also values that, right? Am I also, am I willing to wait, you know, to the momentum kind of takes off? And in a lot of cases, what I've noticed, and I've noticed this by tracking a lot of other people's wallets, is that a lot of people will, will have a more rare NFT, but they will hold on to it because of like that initial price, but they'll drop it pretty close to the floor when they see a spike in momentum, and, you know, when I've reached out to a couple of people and asked, and we've kind of talked this out, like as a, as a collective group, part of that is like, Hey, I know that it shot up above, you know, the floor shot up and I probably sold it closer to the floor than I wanted to, but I don't believe that floor is sustainable. And I know that it's going to dip back down, you know, 0.2, 0.3 ETH right afterwards. So technically I sold it, you know, 0.8 above what it's going to be in a week. And I think that's actually part of that game. And so the reason I say all of that is because understanding all those nuances and worrying about like putting it up for three days, taking it down, you know, looking at all these things, that's not usually what someone wants to do or spend time with when they first jump in. So I like the idea of buying around the floor, buying more than one around the floor price of a project that you love and then kind of playing around, splashing in the project, you know, kind of figuring out the different nuances and then looking for what makes sense to you for flipping the one that you, the other one that you have, uh, for a profit, right? Hopefully for a profit, right? If you've done you know, your research and we're not in the bear market. And then you get that kind of like satisfaction, like, wow, this, I, I, you know, I bought it for this and I sold it for that. But then you're still in the community and then you can take that profit and you can go find another project to go in and buy two more in. So I believe like my, my advice for those that are starting out is, you know, and part of this is, you know, when I hear about like, Brian, what websites do I go to? Like what, what data should I be looking at? Like part of that is like, you can look at any of the data on any of the marketplaces and you can go on Twitter, but like, I would actually say like, you know, think about like from the standpoint of like, what do you want to be associated with? Do you want to wear it as your PFP or do you not care? Cause you're not active on Twitter and changing that. Right. Do you want it? Do you, are you going to be active in their discord or not? Right. If you're not, then, then caring about like a project that has an active discord, that sounds kind of, you know, backwards. Um, but I really do feel like this shift, right. We're shifting towards, you know, activating someone so that they, they, they kind of continue to lean in. And the, the old, my old advice on like find success, find a community you love in, buy the project, buy one that's a little bit more rare and hold on to it and enjoy it. Well, what happens there is if the market, if it's a bear market, it's a roller coaster, right? But it's also like they only get to experience one aspect of this entire ecosystem, right? The, the, the full aspect is like buying two NFTs, holding on to one, finding out you love the community, selling one of them for a profit. Now you have enough money to buy two of another. Maybe you mint the second time, right? Now you're minting two NFTs. So now you're experiencing that euphoria of the reveal and what do you get lucky with? Now you get to, you know, so now you get to experience the mint, you get to experience the, the, the art reveal. And then you also get to experience like, okay, now what is, what are two projects look like, right? Because there's nothing worse than only having, like, you don't even know what the grass is greener on the other side because you don't even know what else to even look for if you're only holding one NFT. And, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to say his name, um, but uh, a good friend of mine, you know, he jumped into a project that I love and I, I can just sense it in his, in his voice. And he, he sent me a, a text actually before this episode. And I was like, yeah, you know what? He is missing the other aspects of this you know, experience. And, and part of this is like that back and forth. And, and I'm not saying like, it's all about the profit and I'm not guaranteeing if you sell two, that you can sell one for a profit. Right. But 
there is something to be said about sp- experiencing the all the aspects in this kind of arena. And there's also something to be said about, you know, like, how do I know what kind of NFT collector I want to be until you collect NFTs, right? Like, it's almost like you don't, you know, am I going to, am I going to be the person that, you know, is, is someone that holds a lot of a variety of NFTs or am I going to be the person that holds a lot of one, of one collection because I, I'm all in on that collection, right? And I don't think you, you can figure out some of those nuances till you understand like, kind of like all the ebbs and flows. And so I think the more that you can experience the ebbs and flows, the better, and, and maybe you're thinking, well, what if I don't have like that big of a budget? What if I don't have, you know, like, what if I'm not able to play like at that big of a space? Like I would look, you know, for other projects that allow you to, you know, that are lower entry points, right? There are, there are lots of other projects. Now there are some projects that have very low entry points that, you know, I, I struggle to find that they'll even have enough money to be of value over a long period of time. But that also is something that's said about like, Hey, you're still experiencing it. Right. And the last thing I'll just say this is that you know, I've been trying to look at the idea of, you know, there's so many people that get rugged for the first time, right? The very first NFT they buy, they they find it. They're like, wow, I can't believe it's this cheap. I, I think I heard somebody talking about it and you buy it. And then all of a sudden you realize like, wow, the community is kind of dead here. Like no one's in this project. And you feel like a little bit like you got scammed, but you also feel like, well, hey, like I got my feet wet now. Now I'm ready to go find another project. And I started to reverse engineer that and kind of like dissect that. And part of it is, this idea of like, okay, I've experienced like the worst or like what the extreme is. And I now, I'm now curious if I can figure out the other side of this. Right. And so this is where it's, I think just such an interesting arena. And I, I know like right now the, the market, you know, is, is down and maybe you're listening to this six months from now and the market is up or, um, you know, this whole arena. But I, I really think like if you're in a project that you love, then the floor price going up and down doesn't really actually matter. Because you're holding that project because you love the art, you love being a part of the Discord, or you love that you can put that as your PFP because it makes you look like you know your friends. And I think that's why I think I like this like this strategy because if you can flip that second one and then you can play around, you still have that one that gives you that good feeling that you don't even care what the floor price is. Because I have a couple projects like that that I couldn't tell you right now. I have so here I have no idea what the floor price of Crypto Dads is. Zero idea. Zero. Not even, I couldn't even tell you if it's 0.1 or 0.8. Now it might sound bad, but it's because I just love that project in that community. It's, it has nostalgia to me. It's also, you know, and I, and I own three of them and I, I have no plans on selling any of the three. I love, you know, my favorite one is the one that, you know, it's a bald one with a beard and he's got tattoos and he's wearing a Kobe jersey. And in a way like that experience, like that, like to me is like, dude, like I got crypto, I mean, I got a crypto dad sweatshirt. I'm very proud of my, of my crypto dad. And I think like now that I look back on it, like I'm so glad that that, that experience happened because it allowed me to splash around and play other areas without having to find like my forever NFT, which I guess is like that piece of it. So hope this advice helps if you're, you know, if you're out there, of course, do your own damn research. Um, also remember like some of the things in this space, you know, like what does a good project mean to you, right? Like what makes you feel good, right? There are some projects right now that do daily Twitter spaces, and there are some people that I know that like, Brian, I just love this community because they do daily Twitter spaces. And I'm like, you know what? That's pretty cool that you love to go into their Twitter space and listen to like the same group of people every single day. Um, that's pretty awesome because I'm not going to mock that because many of you listen to me every single day. Right. But I think there are other people that are like, I will never go into a Twitter space room. Like I don't want to listen to people drown on. I don't have time to waste. I'll drop in the discord, see what's going on. I'll drop out, like whatever that may be. 
But I think the beauty is like find that community that you love, buy two, flip one, go play somewhere else, and then hold on to that one that you love the art, you love the community, and you can kind of ride it out. And you don't even have to care about the floor price. You don't have to care about you know the buzz or the or the haters. And you can kind of you know kind of you know kind of ride the joy. Because I will tell you, if Crypto Dads goes to zero, I have zero like qualms about it because I've loved the community. I like being a part of it. I like what they stand for. I've learned a lot from that team. Um, and so for me, like I got zero, zero issues. If, uh, if that one goes down now, there are other projects that I love the project. I love the art. I also have the one I love, but I do track the floor and I do care about that, but that's for another time. As always, you guys know that this podcast is super powered by the ADHD coin over at rally. Check it out at ADHDcoin.com. The more people that we get holding the coin, the more that we get rewards. The more rewards we get, the more we can invest back in because a lot of that compounding uh, interest uh, conversation going on. Uh, and this isn't an investment, right? You know, for me, you know, it's not transactional, but you're not, you know, investing. Really what you're, you're, you're saying, hey, I'm, I believe in what's going on here and I want to hold the coin and, and be a part of this. And I think the, co- the creator coins are a great place to start your utility experience. And so maybe you're not ready to find that first two NFTs, but you could be ready. To maybe, you know, hold 93 ADHD coin. If you bought in 93 ADHD coin, you get some extra uh, levels into our Discord. We're going to have some th- other things rolling out around that. Um, and maybe that's a, a good place to, to play because now you're, you're like, okay, I'm holding this. I'm seeing the money go up and down, but I'm also getting something for what I'm holding it. I'm getting access to our community. And I will tell you, I, I've given up the keys to our community um, to our community members. And so we're, we're doing some reorg over there. Um, and it's because it's just so, such a magical place where people are connecting with each other. They're sharing, you know, stories and, and, and getting to know people. They have a, we have DJ sessions. Uh, we have a shout out to Carter, Carter DJ Carter. Uh, he, he, he said he's not getting comfortable, um, you know, being called that, but I, because he told me it was not getting comfortable being called that, I'm going to call him that on the podcast because I know he listens. Um, and I just love that we have, you know, um, you know, shout out to Allison who is helping us out over there on the discord. And we really just, you know, drew Kevin, uh, Ryan and the team, uh, at you know, mile 62 media who, you know, we work with and partner with this whole project. Uh, they've done an amazing job. Like this community is more vibrant, more amazing than I could ever imagine. And it's kind of funny to think back a year ago, when I was launching this coin, uh, not only did I not expect to you know, be playing in this arena full time, never expected to be living in the NFT space, didn't really ever expect to have to, um, you, know, you know, my entire business is really around this side of the house between uh, on this side of the business. Uh, it's been a heck of a ride. And, and I thank all of you for being a part of that. Uh, all of you that have hold, held ADHD coin this whole time, you know, thank you so much for doing that. Uh, those that are thinking about it, you know, just check it out, you know, ADHDcoin.com. Uh, remember, you're not send, sending the coins to me, you're holding them in your portfolio. And if you hold them and you realize, hey, this isn't for you, the cool part is you get to sell them and uh, you can move on to something else. But uh, until next time, my friends, uh, make it a great day. Cheers. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. Thank you.